My name is John. I'm a student, aspiring composer and animator. And I'm Jovia, John's mom, and you're listening to Conversations. The weekly podcast where we discuss a range of topics to gain meaning and understanding from our individual perspective. Welcome and thanks for listening. Our conversation today will begin in just one moment, but first, a brief message from our sponsor. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. So we're going to go right into anatomy. That's something you mentioned that you've been studying and trying to understand. Tell me more. Um... I wanted to learn anatomy because I wanted to improve my drawing skills. Well, anatomy, as it relates to animation, you mean? Yeah, but you're drawing. Okay. Yeah, because even when you draw, you have to know. It's not just animation. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, I misunderstood. So specifically when it comes to drawing, and then those drawings later become animated. Okay. Because... Um, I can I can draw, but like I, I like I can draw. It's just I need to practice like drawing figures because that's where like I start to have trouble. Because you know I, I I don't really know that much about anatomy yet, so I'm still trying to learn about it. But like if you just told me to like draw a character like a head and like an like just the top half, I could probably do it. But like drawing a whole character, that's like a whole, like a full body. That's like where I struggle a little bit. So um, I've been trying to work on it um, because knowing anatomy is very important. Because if you just kind of try and go around it, like it's gonna really hurt you in the long run. So it's better to learn about it like in the earlier stages so that. And then, like, memorize all the different parts of the body so you know how, what, like, how everything is supposed to look so that your art looks good. So what have you researched so far uh, with anatomy? Um, like, the male torso. That's why you keep seeing sketches of it, because I'm working on that specifically before I move on. Mm-hmm. So that I understand, like, what everything is supposed to look like. And since... I still have some time. I can go like a little slower and like make sure I have, uh, make sure I understand everything okay. with so, that specific part before I move on to the next part. So what about it? Like specifically, what have you learned about uh, drawing the male um, torso? Torso. Um, I learned that the. Uh, the um the I learned about like the collarbones because at first I didn't know what the collarbones I I, I I would always see them in drawings but I never knew what the bone was called so I figured out that that was you know the the collarbone so I was like okay and then I one thing I realized is that it connects to like the shoulder muscle and that's important to know and also like the pectoral muscles because I would kind of draw them weird and I realized they kind of have like a sharp angle 
like coming out and then they kind of have an angle coming back in but you know before I would just draw them like squares but they don't actually look like that and uh one thing that I'm struggling with is like drawing the abdo- the abdomen like the abdominal muscles um but yeah like the pectoral muscles and the collarbone and the neck like I'm starting to get the hang of it and how that's supposed to look and I'm just continuing to continuing to practice that So from the drawings that you've made so far, um, are you seeing improvement? Are you seeing, not improvement, progress? Like, does it all make sense from what you've been reading to now what you see on paper? Yeah. Okay. Tell me more about uh, the other stuff that you've been researching. Um, that about, like, the hand a little bit like about hands because hands are like the hardest like one of the hardest things to draw in terms of like the human body because hands are very complex like they're they're very hard to draw so how so because um because of how like the fingers are and and like also like drawing them in poses because you have to keep in mind how to make sure like everything looks right and the different joints, like you have to keep that in mind and stuff. Because uh, the hand has four bones. I don't know if this is the right pronunciation, but metacarpals, and then they're covered by tendons, which are muscles of the thumb and pinky, and then skin pads. And then between each bone, between each of the bones, there's slight movement, and the hand moves uh, with the wrist. So they're kind of like connected a bit. So yeah, if if you see someone who can draw and they can draw hands, that's how you know they're a good artist. Like if they can draw hands really well, like in all different angles, that's how you know. Cause the Mona Lisa, like that's why a lot of people uh like were were going crazy about it when Leonardo da Vinci painted it, because the hands looked realistic. Like they, they looked they were drawn like in like there was a lot of accuracy so a lot of people admired that about it he made he made he drew them in a way that they almost looked real mm-hmm. and the mona lisa i mean the eyes it when you look at it it almost feels like it's following you you know like he tried to make it so real uh hands but everything else that's a good observation actually good example and um, I learned about how uh, all the muscles are paired throughout the body and that each muscle pulling in one direction must have a corresponding muscle pulling in the opposite, opposite direction. And um, when muscles are in their relaxed state, they're flabby and soft. And when they're in contraction, they're lifted and bulged. And... Uh, that the limit, the limitation, uh, like the limit of how much someone can move, I think like it has to do with the spine, because obviously like there are, there are limits to what you can do physically without like causing bodily injury. And um, muscles, 
uh, they're the contractile or power system, and they're the system of the body that produces action through contraction and or shortening. been doing some reading i see so once you finish the male toso are you gonna go to the hands to or the arms. to the arms okay like each individual part because i'm because from a from an outsider it's kind of like oh you just draw arms hands feet and legs but there's but there's a lot more to it like even before I started researching, I knew that there was a lot that went into it. I just didn't know how much. I definitely and then do. after male anatomy, I need to do female anatomy too, because obviously I'm like, you need to know how to draw male and female characters and draw them correctly. Yeah, but you kind of naturally know how to draw the, like the face, the facial features and, you know, side, uh, sideways, front, like when you draw a sideways um, picture, like you still kind of um, know how to draw the jaw and, you know, the tempo and the ear to where it looks realistic. So somehow you managed to learn that on your own, like naturally, it just came naturally to you. Yeah, it's just like figures and posing that I need to work on. Like, yeah, I can draw facial expressions for the most part. Yeah. It's just like posing and stuff that I'm really bad at and that I'm trying to work on and also anatomy. Posing? Tell me more about that. Like drawing poses basically. Like drawing sketches of of like uh, male or female characters in poses. Just like rough sketches. That's what I'm not the best at. Okay. But like just drawing like a little character in a face like I don't have as much trouble. So many characters, so now you gotta put bodies on them. Well, you've so far from what you've shown me with your sketches as far as anatomy, I think you're you're making good progress with the male tor- uh, torso. Now you just gotta know how to draw the whole thing from head to toe to make sure the head doesn't look, you know, misplaced or awkward on the torso. Yeah. What more would you like to add for anybody listening that is into drawing or wants to improve? Um, to draw and like, well, not just draw, because if you just draw, you're not really going to get far. Because if you're just aimlessly drawing, then you're not really going to know what to do. So what I would say is just uh, think about the things that you're good at when it comes to drawing and do your best to like get even better and things that you know you're not the best at try your best to improve and you know try and expand out of what you usually draw and try to draw new things because it's usually challenging and fun and to not like get so caught up in what other artists uh are doing because i know it's easy to just look at all the art they make like seeing like a back seeing a background artist or like concept art or something you're like wow it's so good and my art is so bad but that's not a fair comparison because they're much older and they have more experience of course they're going to be better and you and you just started like a few years ago and just a few years ago they were just like you 
like looking up to you know their idols and they work and their work wasn't as good yet but you're just seeing in uh, a result of all the work and effort they put in now some people like it comes naturally but still even then they have to and improve so just keep focusing on you and and also like look for feedback too just focus on what you're doing uh take feedback and just uh don't give up on it cuz art is hard but uh comparing yourself makes it harder that's a good point and i think that can be applied in anything really uh comparing yourself to somebody else whether um it's running or swimming or singing dancing um anything really speaking reading anything that you do there's always going to be somebody that's better and that's that's okay there's always going to be somebody that's a little better than you and there's nothing wrong with that the the problem is comparing like you said yourself to them but it should i think that's a good thing because it helps knowing that there's always going to be somebody better that gives you something to always aim for that yeah there's always you know the sky is the limit really that if i put in the work do my research you know practice makes permanent you know you know i'll eventually get better there's always going to be let's say if you get a job one day like your dream job at pixar of course you have you're confident in your in your in your abilities and your talent but it's also good to know that okay there's somebody that's probably better than me maybe they're older than me they've done this for a long time or they're good at this and I'm good at that so now we can combine our strengths to produce even more value for the company so that's a good point thanks for sharing that we can all apply that to whatever else we're doing i don't draw but i can relate to that point thanks for sharing so in closing final thoughts on anatomy as it relates to and how that can impact the final work like once it's animated if you just draw random just drawing, like in general yeah um yeah if if you don't know anatomy or you don't know much about it it's going to show like immediately like if you if you draw something but you don't really know anatomy and you're just kind of winging it like people will will, will instantly notice Everyone knows anatomy in its general form, but this in this case is specific to drawing, and that's what you're saying that other artists can look at your work and 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 see that it it's they you you don't understand um anatomy when it comes to drawing. Yeah. Well, that's good that you've started now in building on your research and putting that research into practice. Uh, I look forward to seeing more um, of your sketches to see how you've applied that research. And before you know it, you'll be drawing full body characters. I look forward to it. And I'm proud of you for doing that on your own, taking the initiative and researching. And, you know, these things, when you're passionate about something you have the drive to learn more about it and to get better. So I don't think that somebody that's something somebody that's not into drawing 
or art or animation for that matter would spend their time doing right yeah and another thing is like i i'm appreciative for like the internet because without it like i wouldn't have figured out a lot of the stuff that i have because uh i haven't said this but like I've never like been taught to draw. I've just always drawn for fun because I love to draw. And, you know, um, most of the stuff that I learned was from looking it up on the Internet or on YouTube or something or or I just pick it up. And sometimes like I figure out what the technique or what the thing is like, but I just don't know what the name for it. Like back when I was younger, uh, watching like cartoons and stuff. That's when I figured out about a uh, foreshortening, and I would kind of like try and do it in my own work, but I didn't know what it was called at first until I uh, figured it out like later on. And I was like, oh yeah, it was that same thing that I saw. Foreshortening. What's that? It's basically when you like when something in the foreground, like you shorten it because of the angle that you see it from. Like, let's say uh, I had my, my, my arm out. Like, you, they would shorten the arm because you wouldn't see it all the way from, you wouldn't see the whole arm from this angle, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's like you're, you're shortening an object. You're making it shorter, like, than it actually is. Making it look shorter, rather. Or at least that's, like, a general idea. Thank you for that, because I had, I definitely had no idea. Like, or like if you're drawing, drawing like a running pose, like the leg that's pointing backwards, you don't see the whole leg. Yeah. Yeah, the technique of depicting an object or human body in picture so as to produce an illusion of, pro, of project, projection or extension in space. So like... Like that? Yeah. So, like That's he's pretty. Okay. So you see what I'm. Uh, right. So it creates the illusion that it's shorter. Yeah. But you don't necessarily have to draw the whole thing. You just you make s- it appear. You see how it's right. the arm looks. That's what I'm talking about. So basically, like kind of what I said. That's technique right there, and we see you know images and stuff, and we don't from the lay man eyes or our view we don't really stop to think and appreciate about all this little tech you know technical stuff behind the scenes so thanks for teaching me what else um the other day you were talking about environmental artists and stuff oh like the different positions Mm -hmm. because i i still have the notes that i took because i was learning about like what what a full team of uh, video game devs would look like, like what the whole process would video be like. Video game devs, like developers? Yeah. Okay. And basically, like, the different people, like, how the different pieces of the puzzle fit, like, together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wrote about it. This, so, this is specific to video games, but, like, it can kind of apply to, like, animation and stuff. So... A video game designer is someone who comes up with the mechanics and systems that are then verified by the creative leads. So uh, people, because a lot of people want to be video game designers. So video game designers, 
they're not really doing the hands-on stuff. They're just kind of giving ideas. I mean, not to say that their job is boring or that they're not doing much, but that's what they're, that's like mostly what they're doing. Like they're conceptualizing the, the, the uh, aspects of the game, like the enemies, the protagonists, like what the game would be like. And then they're kind of involved in the process. Like they're kind of, they're kind of watching how everything folds, uh, unfolds. And basically it's everyone else's job to kind of bring the game designer's vision to life, basically. So for example, like Hideo Kojima, uh, he's a Japanese video game designer. He created uh, the Metal Gear franchise. So basically before, when he used to work at Konami, right? So when they would make a new game, he would come to the team, he'll be like, okay, this is what I want to do. And all right, let's do this. So I want the, I want it to be set here. I want this to be like this. I want this to be like that. And then the whole team, they work together. Uh, Bring it to life. Yeah. Like all the programmers, designers, everybody works together. And then within like a few years, they have the finished product. And then they, uh, the game is published by like a company and then it's released and then people. Distributed. Yeah. And then what, what other. And obviously artists... they're giving a, they're given a budget and a deadline and right. stuff like that so it really requires a lot of teamwork you know because you gotta manage the budget you gotta manage the deadline because um you miss the deadline it costs a lot of money a lot of pissed off gamers like waiting for a release you know so and what other so that was the uh, game designer right yeah and then next and then these are like the main departments for video game artists so you have traditional slash digital drawing, uh, graphic design, modeling, texturing, and animation, right? And then the art director oversees the the art director oversees the whole thing. So basically, it's kind of like the manager almost, like they're watching over everyone, making sure everything is going according to plan. Uh, and then, or sometimes they oversee the artistic vision of the game as well, and then. Uh, the concept artists, um, they're basically giving like early glimpses of what everything is going to look like, basically. So, so they're, they're taking, they're processing the information that they got from the art director or the game designer, and they're drawing little, uh, early sketches to kind of give, uh, an idea to the team of what, well, well, not to give an idea. Well, yeah, to give an idea, but to also give everyone else options. Because usually when they draw concept art, they do they do it in many different... Like, they, they change things up. Like, maybe they make a character, and they, and, and they like, re- draw the same character, but they add, like, little things. Like, they take some things out, put some things in, and then they show it to the higher-ups, and then they're like, okay, are you okay with this? And they just kind of decide... That's what that that's like basically what you see like uh, in video games. You know how you can unlock concept art in the game. Like basically, all that concept art you see is from what they were making during the the, the development process. Aww. So basically, giving uh, early glimpses of like what it would look like and just basically planning it all out. And uh, yeah, uh, they. 
do like early sketches of characters, the environments, props, uh, and everything in between. And then 3D Modeler, um, they create, they, well, this is for like, if it's a 3D game, mm-hmm. they create uh, uh, 3D models of like, of said characters. So basically they're, they're taking the concept art that the concept artists made and they use it as a reference and then they go off of that and they make like a whole 3D model of a character. Um, usually they use like a tablet, like a drawing tablet or a display tablet to make it. Making a, uh, making a 3D model of a character takes like a lot of effort, just like with anything else. Uh, it takes a lot of patience Usually, like, just making one 3D model takes, like, a few hours. Like, maybe two, three hours. Like, if they're really taking their time with it. And then, yeah, they create the 3D models of characters, environments, or props. uh, Using work done by the concept artists as a reference. So, that's basically what I was saying. And then, sometimes it's split into categories. So, they have, like, the same person doing all of it. And then... You have the animator that animates all of the props and characters and stuff. Um, this is, well, mainly for, like, 3D animation. Like, they take the 3D models that were done by the modelers and then they animate them. And then you have a texture artist. Usually, like, the sometimes the 3D model, the 3D modeler adds textures, but sometimes they have someone else doing their textures. And basically, they just add textures to the props, environments, the characters to... Uh, to bring them to life, give them more, basically, literally, texture. So that yeah. it looks real on the screen. Yeah, and then... Like, with little hairs and, and like, yeah. little uh, face bumps or something. Yeah, and then you have a UI slash UX artist. Now, obviously, this position isn't exclusive to video games. Obviously, like, for... Most electronic like services that they, they have a UI slash UX artist, but um, their job isn't any different from what other UI slash UX artists do and for apps and stuff. Um, they're basically in charge of the user interface of the game, like how it's gonna look and stuff, and determining the layout. And that's like the majority of it. So, where would you? where would you want to contribute? What role are you um, in, 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 you know, what role would you like to find <clears throat> to target as your future um, career in animation and art and so forth? Either, either like a concept artist, a 3D modeler, or an animator, like somewhere in that area. Okay. Because concept art I think I I would like to like concept art seems fun because I'll, people tell me some people tell me that like you know I'm creative mm-hmm. and I think that uh you know if I was given something to draw like oh like draw this type of character I think I would do pretty good in that sector Cause you know I could think of many different ways to draw it, and then you know share it with everyone else on the team and get their feedback on it, 
And if there's something that they like or don't like, uh, I can leave it or change it and, you know, stuff like that. And then animation. I think animation is a cool thing because there's a lot of work that goes into it. It's very time consuming, but it's also a very rewarding uh, thing. And then 3D modeling. The reason why I would want to do that is because I like how it I like the process I like how um you know you spend your time just creating a character you know you you add little changes and you know you just take your time with it and then you end up making something really nice so that's mainly why wow you know when I was your age I kind of knew what I wanted to do but I didn't dive this deeply into research and I mean you haven't even got to college yet you're just 15 and you already know you're you're very specific and clear about your path you've done research and I commend you for that because not all of us you know um, took the time to do these things um, when we're younger so um, I encourage you to, to just keep going down that um, d- the path of that vision you have in the, in the field that you're passionate about. Because, again, there's so many other career paths that you could select. You know, do engineering. You could do pure math, you know, just do, like, mathemati- ma- mathematics. Um, or business and so forth. But you're very clear that you want to pursue this side. And and composing. And composition. Yeah. And you're putting in the work. So by the time you're ready to actually have some formal training, like really study this stuff in college, you'll be, you'll be well prepared. Um, and... I can't wait to see what what you produce, and hopefully, your dream comes true to work at Pixar one day. And also, um, I'm compiling all of my work right now. I'm trying to build my portfolio, so I'm I'm I created a DeviantArt account. I used to be on DeviantArt like back in 2013 to like 2015, because uh, back then I really loved Sonic. And there was a lot of Sonic fan art on there, and I thought it was cool. And also because of Sonic shorts, because I liked, because I would watch that on YouTube all the time. I thought it was really funny. Um, but I just recently made like a new account, and I'm just putting all of my stuff on there, like all of my art-related stuff. And uh, I want to have like a central place to put it, you know, not just 2D stuff, but also 3D stuff, just like art, general art stuff. I can put it all there. So I can build my build my portfolio, portfolio so that uh, when I try applying for a job after I'm out of college, I have a lot of stuff to show off. So they, they, they have a lot of stuff to look at. Like they can look at all the beginning from my doodles to my digital art, my 3D modeling so that they can see it and be like, oh, he can do this. He can do this because versatility is important. Like drawing the same thing over and over won't really get you that far. So it's good to have a variety. So uh, when 
you're looking for a job or maybe you're a freelancer and you're trying to get work, you know, you have a lot to show off. So I'm just trying to think ahead and get started right now since I still have time. And then I'm thinking about posting my music online too. And just having like a place, I just want to have a place to put everything. Yeah, my, my, my work so that to, I can show my progress and obviously so I have Maybe a lot. Maybe we can create like a website specific to your stuff. I know that, what's that website you just mentioned? DeviantArt. So DeviantArt, that's like a, pub, a public, well, you could post them there, but we could also get you, you a website where you can. Oh, well, I was thinking about posting my my artwork on DeviantArt and then just posting my music on SoundCloud just so I have it, just so I have somewhere to put it or post it on YouTube, like either YouTube or SoundCloud. So I can be like, hey, you know, my music's here. Just for the few people that see it, you know, they can check it out. But my, my, my goal right now isn't to amass popularity. I just want to put my stuff out there so it's somewhere so that years later, it, you know, it can still be there and I still have access to it. Yeah, and SoundCloud is a good idea, but you can do SoundCloud, you can do Deviant, you can do your own website. So just in case SoundCloud one day goes out of business or something, or that website is not active anymore, you can, ha- you can still have your own um, website, like, or, you know, your own, where if you want to share um, your stuff, you can just give people that website. And then you say, oh, you can either go here or SoundCloud or my own website here. So that way you're creating your own, you know, brand and specific to you. So we can look into that. And when you get a tablet, then you'll be able to draw more. Yeah, do digital art. Because right now it's just, you know, by... Traditional, okay. Well, I definitely can't wait to see what you can do um, with the digital art because that... You've been talking about it for minutes, so I hope you get a tablet soon. Yeah. I've learned a lot from this conversation, John. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I love art, but obviously I'm not as informed as you are. So I'm excited um, that you've chosen this path and you're passionate about it. I'm excited for what you have learned so far. And thanks for sharing with us. Um, especially about the different, you know, roles people play in creating, bringing a product to life. For example, an animated movie from scratch. It probably takes them five, six years to develop something like that. It takes a lot of teamwork. Teamwork and putting in the work, really. And knowing your assignment, knowing your task, and doing it really well. And partnering with everybody else on the team. Uh, where you need help or suggestion. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. There's no shame in saying, I don't know the answer to that. Let me find out, you know? So working in teams, facing deadlines, budgets, and so forth. I'm proud of you for knowing all that and researching it on your own. Keep doing the work. And as I always say, practice makes... Permanent got this I'm part of you I hope you enjoyed this conversation good morning good evening good night wherever you are if you're an artist 
I hope that, or an aspiring artist, I hope that you are inspired to learn just like John is, you know, early stages, understanding anatomy as it relates to art and whatever your field of study or career or job, anything you're passionate about, whatever you're doing. I hope you're inspired to continue being yourself, believing in yourself and surrounding yourself with people that are, you know, passionate, but also understanding that it's okay if somebody's better than you. That's an opportunity to learn from them. All right. Have a wonderful week. Two for two this week. We actually posted one episode yesterday and now one today. So that's great. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Thanks for your support. We appreciate it. Stay safe. Have a wonderful evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Day, wherever you are. And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining John and me in conversation today. We really appreciate it. We're new at this podcast thing, so it means a lot that you're listening. And if you could do one tiny favor and share this with one friend that you think might like this episode. And if you like what you're hearing or any of other um, episodes, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And that's um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. And thanks to Anchor uh, for making this possible. And we'll speak with you next week. Thanks for listening. Keep smiling, be well, and be safe.